I'm Megan Hale, and you're listening to The Enoughness Revolution, a feel-good podcast on creating joy in life, work, and love. Join me every Monday and Thursday for practical tools that speak to the soul to create a life you love. Happy Monday, everyone. Oh my goodness. So the name of the game for the past couple of days has been flexibility (laughs) because Brax has been waking up from like two o'clock to five o'clock in the morning the past couple of nights and I have no idea what's going on with that but I decided I would just sleep on his floor last night so at least I'd get a little bit of shut eye so I got my coffee got some breakfast and I wanted to share something really I think helpful and something that I'm really grateful for today um my mom is in town and being my mom, oh my goodness, <sighs> we have been through it. <laughs> um, we're really, really close, but we've also had time periods in our life where we did not have the healthiest of relationship. Um, we definitely had a codependent relationship for many years, um, mostly in my adolescence, and that created a lot of problems for us. And right when I went off to college and had some geographical distance, things started to shift dramatically um, for us. And, you know, we've, we've always been working on our relationship and I'm really happy. I'm proud of where we are today. I'm proud of where I am with all of my family members, actually. Um, I've done a lot of healing work with my family and each relationship has been a little bit different. Um, you know, me and my mom were always super close, almost like too close. And me and my dad really weren't close enough. So it's been an interesting journey of really learning how to recreate a new normal for both of those relationships. And I've learned so many different lessons um, from, from each of them and how to love and really understanding, you know, how their lives shaped them and how that has impacted me and shaped me. So what I wanted to talk about today is kind of the journey that we go on, I think, because we all have family stuff, right? (laughs) Am I alone? I didn't think so. Um, Understanding our our family story, understanding um, kind of the pieces that have made us us, I think is incredibly important um, for integrating the things that are you, and releasing the things that aren't, and giving your parents grace. I I don't think I've ever met somebody who hasn't been impacted by their parents in good ways and bad ways. And for most of us to find that healthy autonomy, to really feel like um, we have forgiven our parents for their faults, and we have celebrated them for their victories, I think is such a gift to ourselves and to them. So what's interesting is I think that there's a couple of different phases of all this. And the first, (laughs) you know, I was talking to my mom last night and we were talking about um, just like family stories, you know, like I think every family has stories that are handed down for, or y'all talk about for years and years. And it's kind of usually central or like centralized around um, a certain idea or a certain perspective. And I was just kind of curious last night. I'm like, you know, is this the true perspective? I've been working with um, a business coach and we've been digging into um, 
some money stuff, right? And everybody has a money story. And a lot of our money beliefs are deeply rooted in our family beliefs. So I was talking to my mom about this last night and just gaining a little bit more perspective, which is such a gift. Um, that I'm able to ask her these questions, you know, because I think when we're younger, our, our little tiny brain, it makes meaning of a lot of things that it doesn't necessarily understand. That's what our brains are built to do. So they're designed to do. But because we are not cognitively mature, emotionally mature, spiritually mature at such a young age, you know, it's really quite common that we interpret things in kind of a skewed way. And it's not anything that was done purposefully. It's just that, you know, our little baby minds, our little young minds do the best that they can. And sometimes they don't have the full, put, the full picture. And here's the importance of this is if we never go back and challenge any of that, we are living with only one part of the truth, right? We're only living with this perception that was never matured. <laughs> and so in order for us to really have, I think, a grounded idea of what was true, what was reality, we have to go back and challenge these thoughts for ourselves with the information that we have now, right? Which is a lot of like the enoughness work that I do. It's going back and talking to our inner child, um, tapping into her wisdom, how she thinks, why she thinks the way she thinks, going back to some of those really early childhood events that stick out to her or to him. If you're a guy that's listening, hi, welcome. And really asking our inner child, is that true? Is that true? With all the information that you have now, can you look at it through a different lens? And how does that match up with the story that you have created? Because we all create stories. We do this all the time, right? And nowadays, I choose to create really beautiful, loving stories. <laughs> And I think that that's created a lot of happiness and joy in my life because I choose to look through a loving, compassionate, hopeful, positive lens, right? And so even when negative things happen, and I'm air quoting negative because nothing's really negative or positive. It's totally blank. It's a blank slate. We're the ones that give meaning to our life events, right? But let's say, you know, something sad happens like a, a loss or um, an opportunity passes me by or a dream doesn't come to fruition exactly how I want it to. I choose to look at that through a positive lens and I create a positive story about that. Okay. And so what's really cool about this is that when you get into the business of creating stories, which you already are, <laughs> you tap into the power of choosing what meaning everything has in your life. And where this gets really cool is when you have the opportunity, when like, let's say you've done a lot of healing with family members and there's no more like, um, here's kind of the, the way that I see it. So mom and I, my mom and I had huge difficulties when I was a teenager and I blamed her for a lot of stuff. I was angry at her for not feeling like I could be myself, um, feeling like there was pressure there to be somebody different. Right. And this was the story that I created. Right. And because those feelings were present, there was hurt there. Um, there was anger, there was resentment. When we are carrying those emotions, we're not really open to hearing somebody else's viewpoint. 
to hearing somebody else's perspective. Okay. And so I think the first thing that has to happen here is that we have to go and heal our side of the story first, because if we don't heal our side of the story, we're not going to be open to anybody else's perspective. Okay. Because that pain that we're carrying, it makes us um, very attached and rooted into how we see things. And it's only through healing that we're able to kind of let that go and to be open to seeing it through a different lens. And in fact, through the healing process, we're the ones kind of start shifting the story, right? We start to understand that maybe things weren't exactly how we perceive them. And one thing that's really, really helpful here is to start to gain a little bit to think about what it was like for somebody else going through this moment with you, right? And I think that this has only um, expanded for me now that I'm a mom, really putting myself in my mother's shoes, putting myself in my father's shoes of what my adolescence must have been like for them, what it might have been for them, you know? So the first stage is healing our own pain, right? And part of that is um, forgiveness, right? Giving a person the benefit of the doubt, knowing they did the best they could at the time, right? And when you've lived that for a while, because let's be honest, like forgiveness is not this one thing, it's like, I forgive you and it's all good, right? Like that's not how it goes. <laughs> forgiveness is usually something that we uh, practice over and over again. Forgive and release, forgive and release, forgive and let go, forgive and love, right? So that took a while, you know, and I don't, I don't know how many years, but there came a point where it had healed enough where I was actually curious about hearing from my mom's perspective, right? And so hearing from my mom's perspective gave another layer to the story that I was writing. And what happens when we're really open to hearing somebody else's perspective is that we are, because we have done enough healing work and we are open, we can hear their perspective without attaching things to it, without taking things personally, okay? And here's why this is really incredibly important. If you are going through any sort of conflict with anybody ever, the minute, the minute, maybe even the microsecond before the minute that somebody starts to get defensive, okay? All reasoning shuts off in the frontal cortex of your brain. Okay, you are no longer processing anything that that other person is saying. You are already creating your response to defend yourself. You're shutting down. Okay, and here's where a lot of us mess up. <laughs> when somebody is getting defensive, whether it's you or the other person, we keep on going. We keep on going in the conversation. We keep on trying to prove or convince somebody else. And before you know it, things start going into this dark, deep hole where now conflict is increasing. People are getting more upset at each other. Nobody's hearing what anybody's saying because everybody's hurt and shutting down. And the conversation does not end up being productive at all, right? So let me give you a tool for that. And it's a really easy tool. If you find that you're in a conversation and somebody else is getting defensive or even you are getting defensive and having some awareness of what it feels like when you're getting defensive is helpful, right? So when you're feeling triggered, 
when you're starting to say, but, 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 <laughs> you're already defending yourself. Or if you're saying, I cannot believe you just said that, right? Or you're starting to think about what the other person did wrong to discharge the blame that you're feeling, okay? What are the signs that you are getting defensive, first of all? Know those. Know what it feels like in your body, right? My chest starts to constrict. My, I start to have like an adrenaline rush because it's like almost like I'm getting ready for battle, right? I can feel it surging through my arms. My heart rate might pick up. My jaw might clench, right? <laughs> know what it feels like in your body. And if you notice that you're getting defensive or the other person is getting defensive, so they're starting to defend themselves, know that the rest of the conversation is not going to go well. It's just not. So you have to have a way out. And the way out is to call a timeout. Okay? Timeout's easy. Say, whoa, whoa, whoa. This conversation's starting to get a little bit heated. Let's cool off. We'll come back to it later. Okay? Because when you're really working on... Um, having a fruitful conversation with somebody and there's, there is some pain, right? You have some history of hurt feelings. You know, some stuff has gone down. You've got a, you've got a history together. The last thing you want to do is add more fuel to the fire, right? So if defensiveness is happening in any conversation, have an exit strategy. Shelf it. Come back to it a little bit later when you feel calm or when they feel calm, right? And that's going to be different for everybody. Uh, depending on, you know, emotional maturity and able to process feelings, able to depersonalize things. There's a lot of stuff that goes into that. Able to manage emotions, hold a container for them. And everybody ha has different skill levels with that, right? And you might have to be really clear about what you meant <laughs> before things started to go awry, right? So clarity, clarifying things is super helpful um, when people are getting defensive. And actually, you can ask somebody else to clarify if you find yourself getting defensive. And be aware that when people are getting defensive, it's because they are interpreting what is happening, what is being said through a specific lens. And there's always multiple lenses, always. Okay? And so clarifying the lens, your, your intent is super helpful. Clarifying somebody else's intent is super helpful in helping to minimize conflict, okay? So I mentioned that because when we have pain and we've worked on forgiveness, we've worked on healing, which is the first stage, and now we're kind of starting to open up to somebody else's perspective. <laughs> we can think that we're over stuff. We can think that we're ready for stuff. And the minute we enter into this conversation, we're starting to get somebody else's viewpoint. We realize, oh my God, I am totally not over this. And I am totally not ready for this because I'm getting defensive and triggered. And this is not how I went. That's not, you know, acknowledging what my experience of it was. And know that this is normal. This is totally normal, right? So that's why I think having those tools to dealing with defensiveness is so helpful. So you might do this a couple of times. You might do this for a few years <laughs> and that's okay. I think eventually we get to this other side where we have continued to do our own forgiveness work, our own healing work, and we've started having conversations with people that we love to gain some perspective. Maybe we get defensive, maybe we don't, right? And maybe it's a little dance, a little cha-cha. One step forward, two steps back, two steps forward, one step back, that kind of thing. And I think eventually we get to the other side where 
we're really not only um, curious about somebody else's perspective, but we want to put ourselves in their shoes. Okay. Because we understand that our perspective and their perspective are two sides of the truth. Right. And I'm sure we've all heard that saying it will, there's her truth, his truth and the real truth. Right. And that's reality. That's reality because truth is subjective and your side of it is only your side of it. And I think that there is a really great experience available to us when we can really put ourselves in somebody else's shoes and see it from their side of things. Okay. So last night I'm having this conversation with my mom and I asked her, you know, what was your experience of this time period? Like, and it was such a beautiful conversation because I was so open, so open to hearing from her. And it wasn't about me. It was really about her. Understanding what that was like for her, raising four children. I'm the oldest of four, right? Going through difficult financial times, right? What that was like for her and my dad. I mean, there's so much bigger perspective here. Um, that was gained last night that goes into how, like, how I view the situation. And that's another layer for my lens and my story. And it opens me up to deeper healing, right? So I just wanted to add some of these tools um, about kind of unraveling family stories because we all have them. And I think when it comes to understanding, I mean, really anything, but let's just go through the lens of enoughness, right? Of what it means to be enough, what you were taught to be enough. We all have memories and life events that have shaped us. And I think we do a really big disservice to ourselves when we don't ever challenge those stories that we have created. If we just accept those as truth. Because we have a whole lot more wisdom now than we ever had back then. So going back and looking at things through a fresh lens is so powerful for us in helping to break free from old paradigms, old stories that might be keeping us stuck or keeping us small, keeping us from being our full selves, right? And when we're talking about creating more freedom, more authenticity, creating a life that is based on our truth, you have to understand the limits of your own truth, right? And we all have limits because truth is created through lenses. And if we are only looking at things through one lens, we're missing out on all of these other perspectives that go into creating the whole experience, right? So helpful, so transformative for healing. I can't even tell you. <laughs> and then when we get to this place with like within our families, if these people are still available to you to have conversations with, if they're open to having conversations with you about it, like just open conversations where they don't feel like they have to defend stuff, that's such a gift for them. And that's like a, another level, I think. Because it's, it's an awareness for you that you have done so much healing work that it isn't, you're not asking somebody else to 
defend themselves. You really want to understand it from their perspective. And my God, does that not help you deepen into love? To understand what it was like for somebody else to really be empathetic with them. Such a powerful tool for learning to love somebody in a deeper way. And that's a gift for both of you, I think. So, you know, it's interesting because like the older I get, um, the more conversations I find myself having like this with my parents. I've really um, always been really intrigued by family history and especially transgenerational family patterns. I just, I find it so fascinating how, you know, one generation impacts the next and impacts the next and impacts me Um, because we are a culmination of our, of our family genealogy, right? And there are things that happen in our family system multiple generations past that can still impact us today. And so I think having just almost like an insatiable curiosity of it is just to understand yourself more and understand your family more and how all of this fits together to impact you. And is there anything that you're still carrying that you're ready to break free from? Maybe it's somebody else's story. It's not your story. It was never meant to be your story. But you continue to carry this responsibility as if it is. And that's where, like, some freedom you didn't even know existed can be available. And that, that's what's really cool. So kind of just wanted to give you an inside look of my visit with my mom. Um, I think that there's, there's a lot of cool stuff here to dive into. If you're kind of on this path of personal development and understanding yourself more, I mean, family, oh, my gosh, so much stuff there. So much stuff there for all of us, right? And when we talk about enoughness work or understanding you know, who we are, we all have stories that we have created, right, about, about ourselves, about our family, about our life experiences. And going back and challenging those with the wisdom you have now, man, that can free up a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, and provide you healing and forgiveness and openness. And, you know, you can depersonalize stuff. And when we depersonalize stuff, that's where we can find some major freedom. So I hope this episode was helpful. I know I kind of bounced around a little bit, but I just find this stuff so interesting. And especially like how this stuff interacts with our relationships. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It's, it's the coolest thing. And I'm going to start doing some episodes on relationships specifically uh, moving forward. Because if there's anywhere we reenact our family stuff, it's in our relationships <laughs> and that can be a good thing or not so good thing. <laughs> but I think it starts here. It starts understanding our story, understanding our lens, understanding that, you know, our perspective is only one side of the coin and there's something to be gained by opening ourselves up to other perspectives that can shift a lot. And I feel like if, you know, for, I'll speak for myself, it has given me a much broader perspective. I've been able to be more objective and I feel more grounded in like what, what is really the truth, right? So I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you. Are you interested in family stories? Are you interested in family patterns? I find it so fascinating because we all have them. We all have them. And 
for most of us, they've been very powerful in shaping who we are. And I think doing the work of understanding or unraveling some of these stories can dramatically shift who we become. So I will see you guys for a transformational Thursday episode in a couple of days. We have two more spots left for wild and holy weekends and the price goes up today. So actually I'm changing the price on my website right now. So if you want to join me, you have to email me and I'll give you a $50 discount, but you have to do it by, I'm going to say seven o'clock tonight. That's central. 7 p.m. Central. If you want to join me, I will leave the early bird rate available until 7 o'clock, but you have to email me and get a coupon code <laughs> because I'm changing the price on my website tonight for those last two spots. So if you want to come and join me for an amazing weekend of sinking into your real truths and releasing your non-truths and fully expressing yourself in the world, sister, come join me. It's going to be magical. That's guaranteed. I'll see you on Thursday. Bye.